Alexa podcast, a weekly talk show brought to you by two aerospace engineers with diverse journeys and experiences. Join them on the new adventure to explore the impact of innovation, technology, and personal growth on our society through varied perspectives. Hey guys, welcome back to the Tensor podcast. My name is Dev and you know, We've been gone for a while, but we're back today. We're back with a special guest. That's right, folks. We have Christabel in the house. She is a great friend of mine, a personal trainer, as well as has her own podcast called Surviving the Arena. Welcome, Belle. How are you? Hey, I'm good. This is so exciting. It's been a minute since I've recorded, too. <laughs> I know it's been a while, you know, things happen, life happens, and we had to put a hiatus on this, but we're back. So, Belle, tell me, how has the past few months been for you? Um, I mean, damn, it's like so much more loaded of a question than I expected. Like, I feel yeah, like... We're, we're straight getting into it. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're like... <laughs> You quickly kind of wanted to just like, oh, you know, it's good. It is what it is. But I think that like with the friendship we have and the way that we talk, you know, we're a lot more honest and open about stuff like that. And I think that the past few months, especially like you mentioned, I'm a new personal trainer, really starting to grow and build my business. And it's it's been uh, I don't want to say challenging. It's been exciting. It's there's so many different new things that I'm learning and different skills that I'm picking up. But along with that, of course, come some difficulties because, again, I'm kind of feel like I'm in school again and I'm just learning new things all over again. And with the job of being a personal trainer, we learn so much about the human body and about how to work with different clients and stuff. But I'm also learning so much about myself in that my whole life I've kind of just done whatever interests me. So I started on politics. Again, nobody listening at the moment knows who I am. So just a little bit of my background. I started out in politics. So drastically different field from what I'm in right now and so coming from that and going into personal training many years later the past few months I think I've just kind of been looking at my life as a whole and just kind of being mm -hmm. like how the heck did you get here like <laughs> you know, know like know. how did how did we end up here and it's it's not even necessarily a bad thought it's kind of exciting I think I yeah. feel really kind of proud over the past few months just watching what I've been able to grow from where I came from it just mm -hmm. is like the path is so crazy so up and down but I'm very proud of the choices I've made because I think I can look down the path and just say everything I chose it was because I wanted to do it because I was interested yeah. in it because I you know valued myself so much that I said no hey you 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 want to know what's going on you you're curious about something just go and try it and see what happens and exactly. so yeah it's it's been a good past few months, man. It's it's been exciting. That's great. Yeah, no, at the end of the day, you know, you need to follow your passions, do what makes you happy. And at the end of the day, it's all it's all about self-happiness and self-love. Right? Yeah, amen, man. I mean, I think like with the pandemic, that's if we've learned anything, that's what needs to come out of this is just we were forced to be away from work, to be away from the grind, to be away from constantly worrying and stressing about the things we quote unquote have to do. And we were given mm -hmm. time. Now, I'm not going to take away from how difficult the pandemic was, but just, you know, to find some light in the darkness, we were given a lot of time to rest and reflect. And, That's you know, I know you and I used it for a lot of self-healing and stuff, but we also used it for yeah. stuff like this to spend time doing the stuff we enjoy again. Like, exactly. look how we met, you know, like just having fun. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we just, so for folks at home, the way we met was we met through a discord mutual friend we me and this other friend matt we used to play games together and then matt decided you know we should make it a weekly thing where we well a few of us got together and we played games and you know had laughs so for the past two years now i think it has been a regular thing on thursday we get together you know we talk about things that happened throughout the week we listen to each other and then you know we also have games and sometimes some of us drink too so it's it's a great <laughs> place to be uh, but before I go deeper into that, I just wanted to ask, how did the journey of being a self-trainer or a personal trainer begin? Like, how did you get yeah. to that point that this is what you want to do? 
Yeah, so uh, kind of like I said, like I've, I've my whole life I've just done whatever's kind of interested me. So it started out, of course, politics interested me. But before politics, um, you know, you spend a whole lot of years in school. And I remember when I was younger, I wanted to be a teacher and then an engineer and then something else, something else, something else. Things were always interesting me and nothing kind of felt like this is going to be my forever career. But with all of that, with all the options in the world, I always knew I just want to help people. Whatever job I do, I really like to help people. I like seeing people smile. I like being the reason that somebody feels better about themselves or feels better about their life. So I thought, you know, let's go into politics. I started out wanting to be a lawyer and then found a real interest in global affairs and what happens in the rest of the world. So I found like politics is kind of a mesh of that, of law and global issues. So I went into that, you know, fell in love with it because it generally I love learning. So whatever it is I'm doing, I really enjoy learning. And so I fell in love with politics because of the way that it allowed me to critically view the world. So not critically in a negative way, but just like being able to critique everything that I see yeah. and not take it for face value, you know. So I um, went into that. Be, and be, then, Become hmm? curious about the smallest of things, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it opens up the world so much more for you. And yeah. I, I absolutely loved it, fell in love with it. Um, working in different government projects was exciting and a lot of fun. But I found it to be not so fulfilling in terms of like the, my soul part of my life and my passion in that with government, you're blocked a lot in terms of you want to help people. You can see how to help people, but there's so much standing in the way of you actually giving a solution to the world. And that's just, you know, it is what it is. That's just how the world works, unfortunately. So mm -hmm. for me, I'm like, you know what, I got to find another path that lets me actually make a difference in people's lives. And while I was studying, I was in hospitality, I think a total of like 10 years, if not more than that, and did really well with it. Again, I love people. I love interacting with people. Mm -hmm. So naturally, somebody like me works great in hospitality as servers, bartenders, managers. We just we love that space of just meeting new people every yeah. single day. So definitely loved it. Again, tough job. Not so rewarding in terms of the pay and the amount of work you put in. But still, I found passion and I found love for it. But always, you know, kind of looking for something more. I worked on boats for like six years. Again, in the field of hospitality, started as a server, went into management. Got really interested in like the actual mechanics of the ships and the marine life. So got a little um, engine watch keeper um, certification through the job and oh, wow. learned a lot about the boat engines. Yeah, it was really, really cool. I, I actually didn't know that at all. That's very interesting. Yeah, it was really cool. Wow. And I, I absolutely fell in love with that side of the job. And then so I started working towards uh, getting a first mate's license um, because, mm -hmm. yeah, one of the captains at the at the job had let me steer the boat and stuff a few times. And they trusted me to kind of go with them to learn things and help them out in the engine room. And um, it just it again, it hit a different part of my soul. Again, I was learning. I was building yeah. new skills. I was trying new things. And I'm a very tactile person. So again, I got to work with my hands. So it was a lot of fun. Um, and yes, yeah, so did that for a little while and at least like, you know, started down that educational path and then um, left the boat life and went back into another restaurant. Again, great experience, but just didn't last very long. Um, just in terms of it just not being very fulfilling and other reasons, of course. And then I worked, I think you met me when I was working um, in the stadiums for all the sports teams. Mm -hmm, um, yeah, yeah. And then pandemic hit while I was doing that. So we couldn't go to work naturally because there are no guests in the stadium. So there's no need for me. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> that's sorry. Okay. That's okay. You know, it was a blessing in disguise, right? So yeah it took the time off whether i liked it or not it was like two years of just kind of no work and up and down doing nothing and for me fitness has always been something that's important in my life but i take time off of it and i get back into it i've had a crazy fitness journey from being young to now but fitness is what i turn to for mental health uh support it's great because, of course, physically you are, you know, getting healthier and taking care of your body. But for me, fitness is something that helps me balance my mental health. It gives me something to work towards. It gives me something certain in the world of uncertainty. So the pandemic naturally caused so much uncertainty in everybody's life. We had no more schedules, no more 
this is what you have to do every day. This is the time you wake up, all of that. No goals, no yeah. deadlines, no nothing, right? So fitness gave me all of that again. It gave me a time to wake up so I could get my workout in. It gave me, um, I had a trainer, so it gave me times that I had to schedule to meet with the trainer. Um, I had goals, again, of metrics and just certain fitness levels I wanted to achieve. And it just made, you know, going through the pandemic, it, it gave me something fun to do and something that yeah. I enjoyed. And, you know, the bonus of it is, hey, I'm getting physically fit and mentally fit. But it just gave us something to uh, just to look forward to again. And in that whole process, I asked a lot of questions. Every time we did something, every time I was given an exercise, I said, okay, why? Why is that working that muscle? Why do we do it this way? Not that way. And so on and so forth. And my trainers were kind of like, hey, you show so much interest in this and you like everything we teach you, you pass it on or you always come to us with a new idea. Like you're trying to learn so much. Why don't you just go and get certified, become a trainer? And I was just kind of like, yeah, 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 whatever. And I laughed it off for three months. But I couldn't, <laughs> you, now. you know, right? But it's just like I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't get yeah. let go of that idea. And I said, you know what? No, maybe like maybe that is something I could do because I like I'm somebody that kind of gets gets high off of seeing other people do well. And if I can yeah. help you feel that feeling, then like that's what that's all I need in life. So anytime I gave somebody a tip in the gym. And I saw it kind of click in their brain and I saw them get the exercise, get the form down, all of that. It just, it made me so happy. And so I was like, you know what, let's just do it. Let's do the certification, study hard, do what you got to do and just see what happens. And yeah, I haven't, I haven't looked back since. It just kind of fit, you know, it kind of feels like passion and career are finally yeah. like matching up together. Matching. Yeah. You know? And you know, there's, there's a lot of people who in the world who still, are at that step who have trouble find mixing their passions and their work, you know, and you're the lucky few. So you should be really proud of that. No, definitely. You You did mention one thing about asking questions. And I think Mm -hmm. like that's a lot of people in today's world do not ask these important questions. Yeah. And, and I feel like as human beings, we should be asking questions like even if it's a small thing as a as a workout like you mentioned mm-hmm. right what part of my body is this helping with what is what what's the outcome of this what's going to happen mm-hmm. i feel like if 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 as individuals even in today's world with so much happening around if you start questioning we'll as human beings we're curious creatures so yeah. i feel like asking these questions will definitely increase our curiosity more and make us more aware for sure Big time and it helps you learn so much and it helps with skill acquisition right like there's so many things in life like we're not really meant to do just one thing we wouldn't be so advanced and like if you just even like think about the human brain for example how many different areas lobes all of that how much stimulation it takes to trigger different parts of your brain imagine just doing one thing for the rest of your life there's so much going unused in your creativity in your intellect that's just not tapped into you know, so I always yeah. say to people like, listen, if you're curious about it, just go do it. Go try it. You're, you don't have to be perfect the first time you try something. Just try. And you never know what kind of stuff you'll tap into and what kind of skills will come out or what kind of hobbies you'll find and different passions that might come out that you never knew were there. Yeah. I mean, as humans, we only use 10% of our brains our entire life. So yeah. if, we could, if we could unlock even 5% more, we could be doing a lot more things. Mm-hmm. You did mention how fitness has helped boost your mental health. Mm-hmm. And I would like to talk more about mental health as a whole. So how has fitness helped you overcome your mental health barriers? Um, so the thing that I always say to my clients and that my past trainers have always said to me and that a lot of us that have spent a lot of time in the fitness space really trying to you know hone in on our skills will tell you is you fail in your mind first and so what fitness has kind of taught me is like it's basically shown me the power that my mind has if i walk up to the bar and i look at the weights on it and i was like oh damn this is this is heavy i I might fail this one i can bet money on it i'm gonna fail that lift because already in my brain i gave up So no matter how strong my body is, no matter how prepared my body is, my brain gave up. So nothing else is going to work in my favor. And so fitness kind of taught me how to 
rewire my mindset, how to approach every lift with the confidence knowing that I can get it done. And thus, I kind of translate that to the rest of my life, that every challenge I have in life, I approach with the confidence knowing that I have the skills to get over it, to handle it, to overcome it. And yeah, it's just when you kind of start setting goals for yourself in the fitness environment and you realize that if you're not here mentally, there's nothing we can do physically to get you through it. Mentally, you have to say, yes, I can. And I'm very big on like, if my clients say the words, I can't, I'm like, all right, stop. We're going to change it up. And then we're going to come back to this exercise because I don't like the words I can't. Because if you actually think about it, you, you can. It's not that you can't. It's one of two things. It's either you don't want to do something that I'm asking you to do or you don't know how. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how, that's cool. I'm going to teach you the skills so that you can be able to. And if you don't want to, that's something different. Then just be honest about it and I'll give you an exercise you do want to do because, you know, at the end of the day, you actually want to enjoy what you're doing. But yeah. I can't. That's not a real thing. Because, yes, you can. We just may have to teach you the skills to be able to do it. And, again, that's something mental. As soon as you tell yourself, you know, I can't do that, then no, you can't. Your body will not show up for you because you've already turned your mind off. It's your mind that communicates to the rest of your body what it wants it to do, right? So when you kind of don't have that connect between your mind and body, you're going to struggle a lot when it comes time to performing in places like the gym. And so any trainer you talk to, or not any, but, you know, the good ones, will tell you that we focus on (laughs) we focus on building a mind body connection we teach you how to strengthen your mind on top of the physical strength that we help you build as well because it all goes together you can't have one without the other so yeah it all starts up there yeah yeah yeah, big time big time because as soon as your mind gives up your body and it's not just fitness it's anything it's anything if you if you're determined like like today, I was determined to make this episode happen this mm-hmm. weekend. And, you know, my body and my hands and my mind, like just all connected. And here we are recording it. Yeah. So that's that's how it is. Uh, but what now, for example, what happens? And because this is something I go through, right? Mm-hmm. So it might be on a Saturday or a Sunday morning. You know, it's the weekend. I wake up and I do know it's the weekend and I should be happy and I should be enjoying and like go maybe going out now because the weather is better and you know having a walk but i just don't feel like getting out of bed i'm just it's just a bad mental health day and Mm -hmm. i just physically cannot get up uh a lot of people i personally know have had this question on how can we overcome that burden of getting out of bed or you know getting to do something and Mm -hmm. do you really think like is it important for us to do something that day or should we just, you know, have it pass and then move on? What do you think? Yeah. So it's kind of twofold, right? So yeah. if you find yourself waking up in that situation where it's just a, a not a great mental health day right now, you're just not at your strongest mentally. I think that it's important to give yourself grace to understand that that's completely normal and that it is okay. You shouldn't beat yourself up for that because we all have those days. We all have those moments. But the second step to that is not to just sit in it, but to understand why do I feel like this? Because there's reasons. There's there's triggers that we all have, right? And it's not easy to find those triggers. It's not easy to understand why you may be feeling down today versus how great you felt the day before or how great you're going to feel the next day. But it's worth taking the time to understand the things that trigger you and understand how you react to those things because it helps you take back control of your life, right? Because mental health is a difficult thing. You don't want, like, for example, I have anxiety and I deal with depression, but I don't want those things to be who I am. I don't want to be defined by the the struggles that I have, right? Those are just things that I have to work with. You know, they're not even things I want to overcome. It's just things I have to learn to work with. So for me, I know what triggers me. So it's not even about avoiding those things because you can't, you know, there's certain conversations, certain topics. I just can't completely avoid it. It it just happens. You know, uh, I'll give you the example. I I do have social anxiety. So going outside is like in big crowds and stuff like that. I have to give myself a little pep talk. I have a little bit of a routine of how I have to function, but I can't avoid it. I can't live in my house all day. I can't live in a bubble. I can't be afraid of the world, you know? So you kind of have to figure out this is what triggers me. I'm not going to run from it. 
but I'm going to figure out how I can get past it and how I can work with it. So I think we have to give ourselves grace, but we also can't let these days. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You you can't ignore, ignore it completely and you can't let these days become the rest of your life. Because then any and every time you maybe don't feel like getting out of bed, it might not even be a bad mental health day. You just might be feeling a little extra tired, a little extra lazy. But then that becomes, again, yet another day that you haven't accomplished the goals that you set for yourself. So at some point, you know, we have to push ourselves a little bit more and start to build a little bit more discipline and not really look Mm -hmm. so much towards the motivation that I think people look for all the time. Because that's a question I get a lot within the fitness fitness space. Um, you see how much I work out. And people ask me all the time, how do you stay motivated? And the answer is very simple. I, I don't. I just know what I have to do. I know what goals I set for myself. And I like to choose what I want most in the world over what I want right now. So what I want right now, maybe to stay in bed. What I want most mm-hmm. is to be healthy and happy and moving my body and be able to be 80 years old and still running the way I do today. So... NK when you're 80 that's the dream you know what I mean that's the dream I still like to squat 200 when I'm 80 years old you know so it's like that's what I want the most I want health the most so if that means I'm getting up a little bit earlier today and I'm fighting myself out of that bed that's what I have to do but you know in that same respect sometimes you just can't and that's okay you know sometimes you do just have to stay in the bed but I think the important thing is that you take time to learn the difference between the days that you can push and that you do need to rely on discipline a little bit and just, you know, get yourself up and get yourself through the day. And those other days where you need to give yourself the rest and give yourself grace to just be in bed and relax and just do things that make you feel happy and calm and at peace. And that's an accomplishment in itself, you know? Yeah. And like a a lot of, and the one thing you said important was about you shouldn't ignore these and you know mm-hmm. you need to learn to live with them and make them your strengths and mm-hmm. that's true because a lot of folks they they know what what triggers them they know what can put them in a bad mood and they'll completely avoid it uh, mm-hmm. which is in which in turn is a good thing but at the same time if you learn to harness it and learn to grow with it and you know it's going to be a part of your life so mm-hmm. if you if you learn to live with it it'll it'll go a long way rather than just being good for a week or a month big time right and, like, yeah yeah um and what i was also thinking was some of the things i do and i wouldn't do these before but some of the things i do when i'm having an off day or like a bad mental health day you know one of the most important things i do is i stay away from my phone yeah i think i think social media and you know especially instagram stories and facebook they can they can deter you in the wrong direction because in your mind you're you're not feeling well and that's not your fault that's no one's fault it's just you know you have off days it's okay mm-hmm. but if you see other people having fun and enjoying themselves and not having it it'll put you in a worse mood because you're going to think why am i like this what's happening to me what's going on so that's the one thing I do. I completely stay away from my phone. And even if there are friends who message me, I'll I'll later let them know that, you know, I was having an off day and I was not feeling well. And great friends will definitely understand that. Mm-hmm. Great friends will always be there to support you. And the second most important thing I do is I watch my favorite shows. I watch <laughs> Friends or Scrubs whenever, whenever I'm having an off day. It's because, you know, at the end of the day, you need your endorphins. You need to feel good. Mm-hmm. You need to laugh a little. And having said that, you should also try doing the opposite. If you feel like crying, cry. Mm-hmm. There is this, this societal stigma of crying makes you weak. But I don't think so. No there way. are some days when I've just cried and I felt so good after that. Mm-hmm. I felt like refreshed, like reborn, like 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 a butterfly coming out of a larva. It was, mm-hmm. it's sometimes is is amazing to sometimes just cry and let it out yeah big time because it's a purge right we're we're getting rid of some heavy burdens that we may be holding and i've learned in life like i'm a very um empathetic person so my thing that i struggle with is i take people's emotions so sometimes i don't even know why the heck i'm crying 
but it's because I've been hearing a lot of other people's stories and picking up a lot of people's burdens, not by their fault. It's just the type of personality that I have. But sometimes my crying is just letting that all go, you know, and I think yeah. it's super helpful. But I wanted to mention on the note, because you mentioned social media. Um, social media is, it's, it's, it's tough, you know, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. But at the end of the day, we have to kind of remember it's a tool, right? It's a tool of communication. It's a tool for a lot of us to, you know, build our businesses. It's a lot. Of, it's a tool for us to reach other people in places of the world that we couldn't reach before. In that same respect, depending on how you cater and how you build your social media and the pages you follow and stuff like that, it can be toxic or it can be uplifting. So what I encourage a lot of people to do when it comes to social media, let's take Instagram in particular, look through your feed. Look at what is coming up on your page. If you're getting a lot of things coming up on your page that make you feel bad, like if you're seeing people do stuff and it makes you feel bad about yourself, you're not like you're not feeling uplifted by who you're who's on your page, unfollow. And it, it literally mm-hmm. could be your friends and family too. Unfollow. It's your social media. If you want to feel good when you're scrolling through Instagram, because I'm never going to tell people don't because, you know, you're you're going to do it. We all do. But, <laughs> you know, the way that I like, for example, the way that I built my Instagram is it's all like people that I want to learn from, people that inspire me, people yeah. that I'm aspiring to be like. So I've changed my my social media in terms of who I follow, the things that I like. And now the algorithm is working in my favor and that it's only showing me stuff I actually want to see. So same thing. If you're looking at your Instagram, like you're scrolling and you find yourself feeling insecure or feeling bad about yourself, pay attention to what it is that you're looking at and what it is that you're liking and maybe start, you know, doing a little bit of a cleanse and clear out Mm -hmm. those things on the page that you don't feel good about that make you feel upset about yourself or make you feel lesser than just unfollow it's very simple they made made it a easy to click button for a reason you know <laughs> i'm taking notes right now though i'm taking <laughs> these notes right now so now we've talked about how when we have bad days but how can we be great friends and like great family when our loved ones are having a bad day well what could we do as their close ones to help support them? Yeah, so this one's a little bit tougher because yeah. I've been on both ends. So I've been on a receiving end of having great friends and I've been on the other side of trying to be a great friend. The important thing to understand is that your mental health matters too. So you may mm-hmm. be trying to be a good friend, but don't sacrifice your mental health trying to help somebody else because then you know it's the same reason why they tell you on the airplane to put your mask on first before you help somebody else so we need to be cautious of how much we're emptying our our cup trying to fill somebody else's so that's number one just be cautious that your mental health matters too the reason i say that is because sometimes when you're trying to be a good friend and you're trying to help sometimes the person on the receiving end is just not ready for the way that you know how to help Now, you can either, you know, try to talk and find a way that will help them that works in their favor. But sometimes people are still in that newer phase of healing where they're still feeling very, you know, down about their situation. They're still only seeing the bad. They're only seeing where they're the victim, where they don't have any control, where they don't have any choice in the matter. And that there's a lot of stuff being done to them. And now they kind of don't know how to get out of this hole that they feel like they're in. Now, having a great friend who's there to support and listen, it can help. But sometimes as sometimes as that friend, you're just kind of like, okay, well, great. I'm trying to help you, but you're not really taking any advice. It's just, you know, you give, an, you give a solution and they're like, yeah, you know, that makes sense. But, and it just seems like they don't want to hear any of that advice. So in that situation, if that's the situation you're in, I'd say just, just be the ear to listen because sometimes people just need to vent. They just want to let it off their chest. And sometimes, yeah, it seems like all they want to do is complain. But if you want to be a good friend to that person, then just let them complain. You don't have to respond and you don't have to take on what they're saying. You don't have to try to fix everybody's problems. Sometimes somebody just needs you to listen. And that's, you know, number one. And then um, in the same kind of sentence as that is always just make sure that the advice you're about to give is actually wanted. So a really easy question to ask somebody is, do you want me to give you advice or do you just want to vent? 
And that will very easily tell you what role you're about to play in the conversation. Now, when it comes to somebody who says, you know, they want advice, be patient. Because again, you're, when somebody's going through something difficult mental health wise, when the whole world just seems like it's coming down on them, like there is no positive, there is no good outcome for them. You just kind of saying, oh, look on the brighter side, it's not going to help. That's not going to do anything for them because they can't see a brighter side. So maybe, you know, take them out, like get them out of, of the house. Just take them into a new environment. That's something that always works for me is to separate myself from the environment that I'm not feeling so great in. So just kind of take them out to a new environment and don't talk about what they're feeling. Talk about anything else. Just for a second, help them to forget all of this stuff that is heavy on their heart, heavy on their head. And then, you know, from there, then you can revisit the conversation and see maybe then if they're more open to some advice or maybe if together you guys can work through some situations. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's just going to depend. Each person's going to be different and each person's going to be needing different things. But I'll also say, like, sometimes you just you, you can't help and they need somebody else and they need somebody different. And sometimes just for your own mental health, you're going to have to separate yourself from that friend. And it doesn't make you I'm not going to say it makes you a bad friend. It, it, it doesn't because in that situation, it's better that you separate yourself while you still feel good about the other person, while you still feel positive about the friendship, rather than growing to resent the person because you're trying to help and they're not listening or or whatever the case may be. It's better you leave on a positive note than than with feelings of resentment. And it's good for you. It's good for your mental health. It's probably better for their mental health that they find somebody else who can help them in the way that they need or the way that they want. But yeah, it, it, it's not easy. It's it's tough yeah. depending, especially because everybody has such a different mental health situation. Like we could all have the same situation. Like I have friends who have anxiety and depression too, but we all respond differently. So it's, yeah. you know, it's kind of like a mixed bag. It's always something different no matter who the person is. Yeah. One of the things I've learned is, you know, when if the, if your friends are venting, you should never try to reason with them. Yes. Because at that point, they're just trying to get everything out and get mm-hmm. everything out of their system just to, you know, release all of the anger or all of the pain or all of the sadness if whatever they're going through out. And I think the worst thing you can do at that time is be is try to be reasonable with or try to mm-hmm. like counterpoint them because that's just gonna make them feel worse and yeah i've learned it the hard way that it's not the best to do Mm -hmm. Uh, but at the same time if i completely agree with you you know if you're trying to help someone your personal mental health does come first and Mm -hmm. i really like the point about the airport uh, of the airplane and the oxygen mask Mm -hmm. that is a key thing to think about when it comes to helping others overcome a bad mental health day yeah big time i I wanted to ask you, do you recommend any good books to our folks at home mm-hmm. or any good websites or any good, even Instagram accounts that you've came across that, you know, could help people uh, get out of a bad mood or, you know, have a good outlook on life or a better outlook on life? Yeah, um, so I'm a little bit different in this space and that like I don't really read self-help books or anything like that I have tried not just not for me not the kind of thing that I enjoy um but what I do like um I read more fiction science fiction stuff like that I do like more spiritual journey books and I like to kind of have to read between the lines and pull my own kind of lesson from the story so The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho is incredible uh, you may need to mm-hmm. read it a couple of times to really pull what you need to pull from there. But I think I read that book so like when I was a kid and then it just fell in love with the author of everything he's ever written. But to me, what I, I think that's where I get my whole just follow your heart the way that I live my life of just I follow what is pulling me in that moment. And I think like that's a good one in terms of Instagrams. It's I would just suggest kind of following people who are on a similar journey to you. So, for example, um, I come from an immigrant family and I'm the eldest sibling. So I have a particular life experience and a particular quote unquote burden. Um, And so I follow a girl called, uh, I think it's Brown Girl Feminist. And 
she's on Instagram. And so I follow her because her, what she shares is very akin to my experience, especially being the kid of like children of, uh, of immigrants. It's very akin to the different kind of burden we face compared to, um, kids that have parents that are from Canada, where we're from. Um, it's just a different experience. And so it comes with it, different mental health challenges, as well as dealing with parents who have different mental health challenges coming from cultures where it's not okay to talk about your mental health challenges. So that's a good one. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, I was just saying, yeah, I'm not too, uh, not too sure what other books to recommend. I know people like Atomic Habits really good, uh, like a lot. But that's a good mm -hmm. one for kind of building um, a better outlook on your life and kind of helping you find more of a positive side to things um, yeah. in a non-toxic way because there's the toxic positivity way of doing things. But this is just mm -hmm. more in an actual effective way. Um, but I do have like some tricks that I could kind of talk about yes. that actually help me as opposed Please. to books if that works um yeah, okay so one that works really really well for me because um actually i heard this said the other day that people with anxiety and depression depression is about the past and anxiety is about the future so anxiety is about kind of always worrying about what the future brings and what may or may not happen so i've kind of conditioned myself to understand what i can and cannot control and the way that I've done that is I have a jar and when I'm dealing with something or I'm feeling like anxious about something, I think about what it is. And then I ask myself, is this something you can control? And if so, what do we need to do to control it? What do we need to do to change the outcome? And if it is something I control, then okay, get off your butt. Let's go and handle it. If it is not something I can, can't control, then I write it down on the piece of paper and I put it in this jar. Um, it's like a big giant steam whistle milk bottle. So I put it in there. And then what happens to all those papers is if I find myself worrying about that stuff again, then I have to go and find that little individual piece of paper in what is now a very full jar. And mm -hmm. the whole act of me having to do that physically is showing me I'm wasting time. I'm wasting time and mental energy worrying about something that I have absolutely no control over. And like in me, as soon as I go pick up that jar these days, I don't even have to look for the paper because I realize, oh God, you're doing it again. So I put the jar back and I go and I do something else and I focus on the things I can control. So that is one kind of trick. It's like a physical manifestation for me of give yeah. it to God, you know? So I was like, that's nice. just that jar to me, that's God. I'm just giving that concern to God and he will handle it. Um, if you don't believe in God, just kind of give it, just give it away. Just <laughs> put it in the jar and yeah, don't yeah. think about it, you know? Um, yeah, wow. What do you have a name for this jar? Because I, I think I'm definitely going to find a mason jar to start this process. Yeah, I mean, for me, for sure. I literally have it labeled God. I, I am a, a faith driven yeah. person. So for me, that is that's yeah. God. That's just me physically giving something to God. But I would just yeah, you can I don't know, come up with some fun names of just like not my that circuit. Really oh, you know, actually, a friend of mine used to say something really funny. Um, when we were at work together, the stadiums, if something happened that just wasn't our job or our concern and we just couldn't be bothered with it, she would say, not my circus, not my monkeys. And I don't know why it would uh -huh. just send me. So, you know, you could just label that jar, <laughs> not my circus, and yeah. like put everything in there if you need to. Um, but yeah, that's a that's really good. good one. And then if uh, yeah. another helpful one for anybody that finds themselves like a chronic overthinker, um, especially those of you that really have a hard time going to sleep is either have a journal or a whiteboard and do a brain dump every night. So whatever is on your mind of like to-do list or concerns or just anything, put it all down in that journal or on that whiteboard so that it's off your brain and out of your mind. So that when it's time to go to sleep or when it's time to relax or focus on other things, you aren't so clouded because all the stuff that you're concerned with is written down it's somewhere physical so you know it won't be forgotten but mm -hmm. you can free up mental space to focus on the things that actually matter in that moment so that's another one that works for me really well yeah no i i am a i am an overthinker and <laughs> i'm sure i know where i get it from i get it from my she's the same way before sleeping you know she'll she'll talk to me about things and we'll talk about things and you know then our sleep schedules 
<laughs> I'm going to get her a diary and myself a diary and start this tonight. Like, yeah. this needs to happen immediately. No, these are some great tips, honestly, Belle. Thank you so much. You're these so are amazing. Welcome. Def- definitely going to try them. Uh, now, I just wanted to go into the conversation on what are some fit- small fitness exercises or small fitness regimes that we can, you know, manifest to help build our mental health and, you know, start working towards, you know, any goal, whether that be a physical goal, getting that job or changing careers. What, what, what are a few fitness tips you can give specifically fitness? Yeah. Um, number one, do what you enjoy. So don't kind of push yourself based on what other people are doing. So for example, I love running. Other people hate mm-hmm. running, but they try to run because they think they have to. Don't do that. Do what actually you enjoy. If you enjoy playing sports, go play a sport, man. Join a pickup team. Just go have fun. Get your friends and just go start a fun thing to do because that that's exercise beyond anything anyone can ask for, and it's fun. So find a way to do exercise or fitness in a way that you actually enjoy. Um, and don't put kind of too much pressure on yourself, especially in the beginning. You don't need to set metric goals. Your goal can literally just be to exercise three times a day. And that could be in any way that you want. It could be going for a walk, going for a run, playing sports, whatever. The biggest thing I'd say is just start now. Don't put it off. Don't say tomorrow. Don't say Monday, nothing like that. Because every single day you put it off is one day less of you going in the right direction to improve your mental and physical health. Um, And it's just so rewarding because once you start moving your body, all that adrenaline, all the endorphins, you feel good. No matter what, you feel good. So I would just say, yeah, number one, just start. Um, If you're new to exercise, start with, don't go kind of too crazy. I'd say avoid looking at Instagram workouts because the stuff you see on Instagram is, they tend to be a lot more challenging because people are trying to post stuff that garners interest. So we just kind of put out our crazy workouts or crazy exercises we get really creative so that people are garnered towards our page but in reality the stuff that we do is actually a lot more basic and you'll find that if you work with a trainer if you actually go to the gym it's a lot more simple so i would say maybe avoid trying the crazy workouts and just look for something simple start with 30 minutes a day and work your way up to an hour every two days or something like that but 60 minutes a day if you can get out there go for a walk go for a jog a swim anything 60 minutes is all is all you need. And if you can't take it all at once, then 10 minutes every hour, just get up, walk around, something like that. The biggest thing is just to start. Start getting some more movement in your life. Um, there's a lot of little ways that you can in- increase it. You know, if you drive, then park a little farther away from your destination. So you have to walk a little bit more. Mm-hmm. If you take the TTC, get off the stop early. If you have the option, take the stairs, not the escalator, you know um yeah. and again it's none of it needs to be a chore if you're tired take the escalator you know but just to increase your little little areas of daily physical activity those are some quick and easy ways to do it so take the take the stairs not the escalator That's yes great. <laughs> so i i obviously you did mention about instagram mm-hmm. i i was doing a deep dive on your instagram before mm-hmm. we had this conversation so one of the things about your Instagram that I find really, really intriguing is the different places you've worked out. Yeah. <laughs> what is the most what is the most unique or I would say actually let's do it this way. What is the most unique place you've worked out at and what has been the most fulfilling destination you've worked at? Ah. And they could be the same. That's actually a good question. The most unique was probably when I was in Mexico. I went to the Tulum Jungle Gym. And it's a gym, so, you know, not so unique. But all the equipment is very unique in that it's made out of stone and marble and wood and, like, very natural (laughs) in nature kind of equipment. Ropes and rocks and things like that. So it's very, very cool. Um, Yeah, every, like, fitness Instagrammer's dream spot to go work out yeah. <laughs> so not so in unique the but, yeah. With, the, yeah. with the palm trees and the sun yeah yeah you yeah. know you, you can't really be mad at it you look outside the gym and there's a beautiful ocean you're in Tulum Mexico like it's it's a dream right so definitely right now that's the top of the charts um most uh fulfilling however 
That's quite that's that's quite the interesting question. Um Yeah. I mean I could I could tell you what my most fulfilling was and maybe yeah, that yeah, might yeah. yours. I feel like for me, my most fulfilling one is I know this is very basic, but it is working out at home. Yeah. Uh for me at least, because everything's right here, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, most fulfilling is at home and most of my home workouts are dance workouts. So I love that. At home, I'm I'm at my home, you know, I'm dancing and I always believe in this notion, dance like no one's watching. Oh yeah. Because that's when you're free and that's when you channel your rhythm. That's when you just get into it, you know, and I do have a choreographic brain. So I start choreographing my own moves, my own steps and which involve a lot more movement than the ones that are being like shown on the YouTube video or on the music video. So I, that's that's why it's fulfilling for me because you know, I get a good workout, but I also, every time I listen to that song again, you know, I have moves in my head already planned for each beat, each drop, each verse. So that's my fulfilling workout. Yeah, I love that, man. That's awesome. And for anyone who listened and was like, oh, I wish I could dance, you can. You can dance. Everyone can dance. We all just look different when we dance. That's the only difference. Um, but yeah, on that note, so my most fulfilling, I, I would just say anytime I'm outside. Anytime I can work out outside. Because just on the same note that you had of like, it's where you can not only, you know, do the workout, get, get the exercise in, but where you can actually have fun and enjoy it. I think being outside is where I get the most creative. Like I just kind of use whatever I see as equipment if I need it. I've done uh, workouts using park swings and stuff like that. So yeah, it definitely oh, wow. yeah, it definitely like stimulates the That's... creativity. So uh, probably that. Yeah, and you know we've had great talks today, and I just want to let the folks at home know, you know, if you want to follow Christabel's journey, her Instagram is at Christabel JP. And if you want to listen to her podcast, it's called Surviving the Arena. And, you know, I'll let her talk more about Surviving the Arena. But you can take the floor. Yeah, so the podcast is actually kind of the first step for my healing journey. Um, I'm somebody that always kind of prided myself on being very strong. But with that came me being very quiet, not really talking about anything that I go through, just kind of suffering in silence you know so I think when the pandemic hit a lot of stuff kind of came up for me I had to move back into my childhood home which you know brings its own trauma and drama memories so <laughs> so um I just kind of needed a way to handle all of that and the podcast started as kind of my online journal I didn't you know think anybody would listen I didn't think anybody would care and it kind of turned out to be therapy for me to talk and then have to listen back mm -hmm. to what I said when, you know, when you're editing and putting things together. And yeah. it was it was very therapeutic to kind of hear the way that I spoke about things and kind of click into my brain like, oh, I didn't even know that affected you that way because I pushed things down so much. So surviving the arena, the title and the name comes from Theodore Roosevelt's speech called The Man in the Arena. And the reason mm -hmm. I liked that speech and have been in love with that speech for a long time was just because it talks about adversity and that it's not the people who are perfect at everything, who stand on the sidelines and critique everything you do. They don't matter. It's all that negative uh, negativity, all those negative Nancys that judge without actually having the courage to do anything, to try anything. All the naysayers that won't actually try what you're doing, but are already going to tell you you're going to fail before even knowing what it's like. They don't matter. It's you who have the courage, you know, to to get out there, to fail, to fall down and get back up again. You're the kind of people that matter. And so that's what I try to convey through my podcast. It's my self-healing journey and the stuff that I've gone on. I have guests on the show and things like that that talk about their experiences too. But the goal is at the end of the day just for you to feel like a warrior in this arena that is life. And to understand that you're not alone and that there's so many of us fighting alongside you. And we're killing it, you know, we're thriving. It's not, uh, yeah, we have some bad yeah. days, but at the end of the day, we're still here, man. We just came out of a pandemic and we're okay. So yeah. we're thriving. We're doing something right. So that's what the podcast yeah. is about. 
Oh yeah, I've had the pleasure of listening in on on multiple episodes, and I can like attest to it. It it is a really good podcast. It makes you think about your journeys, and even if you know me and Bell are on a similar journey of you know rediscovering our passions and our work, so it actually made me feel like you know gave me the strength to move forward with what I want to do with my life. So yeah, folks, I'll I'll definitely recommend for you guys to check it out. I'll put it in the description at the bottom, and yes, I would really recommend bell bell before we close it off today is there anything you would like to say to the listeners at home before we close it off yeah um you're stronger than you know and all of the negativity in your mind all of the thoughts that you have that are saying that you can't do something the way that i would deal with it is just say you know thank you for your input but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. And just do stuff that you enjoy, man. If if you're curious about something, if something interests you, if you look at something and you're like, hey, I, I would like to try that one day. Forget one day. Do it now. Go try it. You don't have to be perfect right off the start. You never have to be perfect. Just go and start it. Go try. Uh, Dave, you actually sent me something the other day that made me think of this. If you're interested in starting a podcast, if you're interested in doing an Instagram or starting a fitness Instagram or anything like that. If you want to start a YouTube channel, all of that, do it. Don't think twice, just do it. Like the stuff that I posted when I first started doing this is drastically different than what I post now. And I'm constantly learning. I still make mistakes, but that's okay. That's just how acquiring a new skill and acquiring a new talent works. But, you know, don't close yourself off from the world and from all the opportunities that we have. I think we're living in a very blessed time. And that we have so much access to so much in the world. We're not constricted anymore to just those basic jobs and opportunities that we thought we had when we were in school. So, you know, don't don't shut yourself down. Don't think that you have to stay in the same career for the rest of your life. Just go out there, have fun. If it interests you, give it a shot. Perfect. That's an amazing belt. Great advice. You know, just as Nike and Shia LaBeouf said, just yeah. do it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bell, for coming on my podcast on our podcast. It's been a great, great pleasure having you here. And guys, you know, as always, stay curious. Thank you so much.